Number one, task force don't go anywhere. So I'm always very skeptical of not the cause, but a task force idea, a blue ribbon panel. Like that sounds like the first time I ever met Theo Gregory, he told me something about a blue ribbon panel and it's always stuck in my head how stupid it is. Um, the second thing is nobody really trusts the city council to do anything positive or productive. Positive is the wrong word, productive. They're, it's not a productive body. Now, again, it's fine that it isn't in some ways, so I'm not confident. Third thing, and the biggest thing, the reason I think this reparations task force in Wilmington won't go anywhere is because the real problem, everybody on the task force is a player in it. Like, they're still going to fuck with Southbridge every day because that's where their money is. They don't want warehouses on the waterfront. They want something else. Anybody who is tied into the commercial or residential real estate development in this city is not... Unless you're going to oppose that, unless you're going to resist capital taking over the city, you might as well just fucking forget it. I mean... That's my look. I agree with all three points, and then I would just add even deeper than that. When I looked at the names assigned to the task force, outside of Ms. B.B. Coker, I don't see how they qualified those individuals to come up with a plan. I mean, you think Trippy Congo's uh, resisting the system? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry, I buddy. do. Well, so I... Like, and we get, this is where we could go. Okay. Because I, I, I do. Good. Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, Rob here. Uh, we're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of the Delaware Way Beast. And I say it like that because it's an evening it's an evening chill session with my friend and comrade from the ACLU, Hanif Salam. Hanif, what's going on, man? It's great to be in the bunker, man. I always like hanging out, chilling in the bunker. Yeah, it's always good. Uh, our, our, our super producer extraordinaire, Shout out to Carl. Carl is here. Uh, Glad he's been. You know he he um, he was he was elite captured, but we did uh, we we got our special ops our operators. He was rescued. He was rescued. We rescued him. Carl was rescued. (laughs) The chopper came in. I mean, people think that 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 balloon was Chinese balloon, but. I, I, you know what? I can't. I can't that was the it. rescue job. I can't get into it right now. All I can say is, all I can say is, there was elite capture, and then we captured him back. Okay. So Carl, thank you. There, there is a seat open tonight. Uh, I, I said the last time you were in here, I said, you know who I'd really like to talk to is Debard McGriff. My main man, Doobie. Yeah. So I said, you know, but he's. He, you're like, well, why? What's the problem? I was thinking, you know, he's. One of those guys who are very difficult to pin down. And you didn't really react, but your reaction kind of said, like, okay. You're I like, can get him. I can get him. You're, yeah. like, you're like, okay, I can get him. Which sort of like. <laughs> and then he had, a, he had a, 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 a legit family sort of situation, but he is not here. 
I just want to point that out. Shout out to Dooley. <laughs> we will see you soon, Jabard. I, I I promise you. You'll you'll come and you'll come and hang with us. I promise you, Dubard McGriff will be in the Highland Bunker. I don't think I've ever made a promise in the bunker. I promise Dubard McGriff will be in the bunker in 2023. <laughs> I believe it. I, I believe it. All right. So uh, what we were talking about that uh, we sort of jumped in in the middle on, uh, we're just going to get deep and see where it goes. Because I do, like, I did have a bunch of topics. Well, first of all, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to ask Dubard, but we'll save it. Um, and I had like a bunch of like, like I wanted to get like a legislative update. I wanted to get sure, a South, sure. South bridge update. We can get to uh, that. I wanted you to talk about the new police chief, mm-hmm. but the one like controversial thing I want to talk about, I did want to tell you like beforehand, I didn't want to just drop it on you was this city council led sort of task force on reparations on what would the bunker be without any bombs? So let's go. Exactly. So, again, I read, like, you'll have to school me on it a little bit. Okay. I read, like, three paragraphs into the announcement. It was a weird headline. The headline did not read well. So this is the Delaware Online headline. We'll, we'll go back to the, the other one. Um, Wilmington wants to make amends for Delaware slave history. Mm. It's just a weird way to say it's slave history it's facts i know i'm I, no so, th- I, i'm not even saying like I, a reparations conversation right yeah yeah. that's what reparations is about that's fair making amends to slavery so and wilmington has a very deep slave history yeah i mean uh, so that was the headline but task force created now <laughs> yeah. what is a task force really going to do i'll tell you the first thing i thought to correct about slavery and woman the first thing that popped in my mind i said it was the theo gregory thing because the first time i met him he said something about a blue ribbon panel and i just knew he was full of shit from the very beginning right but the, when i see task force i think about the franklin cook bullshit uh police reform task force <laughs> that literally like the people on the task force like bo- came together to write a letter basically saying this is Nothing. This is garbage. This is fake. Like I've never even seen anybody do anything like that in Delaware before. We talked about it on here. We had some people who who helped uh, write that letter. So when I see task force, I'm like, okay. Now I'm with you on that because you to a point, there's a African American task force in the state legislature that I'm not sure what it's done for black people. But we're, we're talking about the city's task force now. Now again, so let, let's talk about the city. Then you see. City Council, mm-hmm. Wilmington City Council. Oh, it's not a functional group. We'll just, I agree. We'll say that. Can we? I, I, I was kind of. least we could say. I was kind of struggling to figure out how to, like they're not. Like I said, it, they're not productive. <laughs> Some of it serves a purpose. Uh, well, I think it's like, there to serve a purpose. Our well, city yes, council not, is there. It's not, to it's serve not serving us. that purpose. It, it is definitely not. Yeah. So I can agree that we do not have. We cannot be confident that our current Wilmington City Council can f- function in a productive and efficient manner. So that's that was sort of issue number two. Okay. Uh, issue number th- issue number three uh, were were the 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 people involved. Now I'm I'm having trouble pulling up a list. Um, maybe you can throw some names out if you remember who they are. I read the list. The only name I remember on the list is Miss B. B. Coker. 
Yeah, I was shocked sure. that I didn't give a call to serve on this panel. I was shocked that I didn't see Richard Raw's name on there. I was shocked I wouldn't see, you know, many of our elders in Wilmington that know the history of Wilmington on the panel. So all yeah. I know is Miss BB Cole. Yeah. So where where here is is we'll go down the list and we'll hmm? just not I, some of these people. A lot of these people I don't know personally. You might uh, and and but I I can sort of just give you my impression because it t- says where they come from too. Shane Cannon, social worker for the state of Delaware. That sounds good. I'm um, so far bureauc- state bureaucrat, social worker. Okay, I'm I'm good. Not quite. I don't know Shane Cannon. I, I don't know who that is. Heard of him? I, I mean, I don't know his dealing with reparations. Michael Kassan or Kassan, uh, the dean of the College of Business at the De- at Delaware State University. I'm fine with that. I don't know. I, I mean, College of Business. I'm not really fine with that, but like business, American studies. Like I mean, business. it is reparations. Yeah, like. <laughs> Revenue okay. revenue minus cost equal profit. Yeah, it's real deep thinking. Anyway, but again, somebody from Dell State, uh, that's great. Another academic. Okay. Yep. Daryl Chambers, Executive Director of Wilmington Youth Empowered to Strive and Succeed Program. Wolfie is qualified to be on a reparations task. Okay. Now, I'm glad you told me that because when Daryl Chambers is a.k.a. Wolfie. Shout out. Shout out, Wolfie. To Wolfie. Uh, Alicia Drew, project manager at Social Construct LLC. I don't like the sound of that. Again, I don't know uh, Alicia Drew, but um, I don't like the sound of of Social Construct I'm, I'm, LLC. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with Alicia and her work. Okay. I mean, when we're talking about reparations and amending slavery and Wilmington, I mean, I don't. Okay, because okay, I'm going to get to a, to one I really. She's a take. great thinker. And okay. strategist. Okay. I'm, <coughs> that may be why she's <coughs> Well, I'm going to get to one I really have an issue with. Okay. Not because I know the person, but because where they come from uh, kind of is going to prove the point I'm going to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason James Jr., associate professor and doctor of education at Newman. I don't know. That sounds good. That's academic. That's, I mean, a doctor of education is sounds probably like better than- a lot than... of great thinkers and philosophers. Yeah. Okay. Renata Kowalski. Mm. CEO of Wilmington Alliance, mm. a nonprofit ac- uh, economic development organization. Again, I don't, the, economic, I don't the, 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 the economic development here usually has to do with, uh, you know, somewhere behind the scenes, BPGs pumping, you know, funneling money through something to back up Bardea Steak or to back up the pizza place or to back up Deco or to back up they bought the IMP building or the Playhouse and the Hotel DuPont. So we know what that means, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not that's, that's when I see that, that's the thing I think in my mind. So, but let me say, because I know Renata. Okay. So let me say this. As executive director of the Wilmington Alliance, Renata is currently involved with economic development projects specifically targeting black and brown people. With that being said, I, I still don't understand or see how she would be included on a reparations task force. So, okay, who else is on there? Right, like where's the – see, what this is – but I think what you said – You know I'm what not, I'm saying? I'm so not it's no knock to Renata on my part. I respect the work that she's currently doing in this city. I think what you're trying saying. trying to bring people in. But when you're talking about how can we come up with a plan to amend Wilmingtonians that are affected by slavery in Wilmington, I don't – I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think what you're saying is if I, if I let me let me see if I got it because I think I agree with you. 
if you want to look at the impact of white supremacy and slavery in Wilmington and in Delaware, it's, it's pretty strong. I mean, we just, we've just read a couple of books about it. We've been talking about that history. I just finished Colonial Delaware uh, today. I just took it back to the library today. Monroe book, great. And, but wouldn't you try to find people who have a little more understanding of the impact? Or are you just looking to do, like, to do deals? That's what we're looking for. You you want somebody who has lived That's in a neighborhood. Agree, right? Why is why is J Street Senior not on there? Correct. That, that I mean, Correct. that would be the first person I'd be like. I would I would call right. him and then tell me he should tell me who the other five people should be. Correct. I would agree with that. Statement. That's what I would do. I, I could agree. I could ride with that. But they're not. They're not looking for that. They're looking for what can. You know, what can, uh, you, you know, BPG do? What can one of these development corporations do? Um, how can we get them set up in one of these economic zones uh, to get the tax breaks and all that? That's what they're looking to do. That does not address really what the impact is. It, it opens up some economic opportunities in a, in a system that we already know where the money all goes. And so I don't know whether that's – so what you're kind of saying is, like, why is that the strategy? Not that right. there's anything wrong with these yes. people or what they do. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Right. Okay. Last that's person exactly on the list here saying. is uh, Leandra Marshall. Glo- See, again, Global Liaison for Global that. Institute for Equity. I don't like the name. Yeah. And Inclusion and Civil Rights and Global Societies Program. The, the Delaware State University's uh, program, I know, because we've worked with them at the call and stuff, and so we've had students that we've worked. We're still working with some students and and some of the liaisons and professors Sound there. The all of the all of the like the departments are there like seventeen names, twelve commas. I'm like they got to condense. Uh, but but again, it's it's a it's somebody who's academic adjacent. We'll say sounds like. Do you know this person at DSU? No. Okay. So, of that group. And I think you hit the nail on the head. And Miss B.B. Coker, she's not on the list that was in the Delaware I, line? I, don't I thought her. Oh, it says who else? I'm sorry. So that was the le- that, that, that rounded it out. So there are some other people. Because I think Kobe is on the list. I, I thought he was too. Yeah, okay. So there's people quoted that I missed. So Kobe, yes, B.B. Uh, uh, Coker. Um, okay. And yeah, again, she would be the only one that would really focus on Kobe to a lesser extent. But but at least there's somebody who can talk about the real impact. True. But when you talk about real impact, PSA, if this is a city-led initiative organized by the city council, Councilwoman Sinead Darby is an African-American studies major. She has a degree in African-American studies and has studied under some of the most profound Black liberation leaders in the country. Well, I'm I'm glad that you you brought up Shanae. Because the way that I framed this when I wrote this all down was this idea between two different models. You were talking about the model for economic development. How are we going to get people, quote, opportunity? How are we going to, uh, you know, have the money we have to create, you know, job creators and all of that? And that's fine, I guess. Um, actually, it's not fine, but we have to work with that. I get that. But that's not, that's basically taken, you know, 
you know, taking the current system that we know how it works and being able to add, you know, some fractional amount to it. And I don't think that addresses um, but see, historic chattel yeah. slavery of Pause. African people in Delaware. Let me clarify, Rob, because that's not it. And if my man Dubar was sitting here right with me, what he would say is black ownership and wealth is the solution. So it's not just about finding ways, oh, we're going to help you get a job. Like, if you're truly trying to amend slavery, if you're truly trying to be inclusive, right, and help empower black people who have been traumatized or may have suffered through the consequences of slavery, then you will give them a platform to own their own and create ways to do their own thing. Because if we're serious about race in Delaware, it's easy for a white person to go in the bank and get a business loan. <laughs> but a black person, even with sometimes two and three times the credentials, it might be 10 times harder. So I just don't think that the city of Wilmington created a task force that's going to dive deep on that specific issue, which I truly believe creates a way to empower everybody. There's a passage in, and I, I'm, I'm scrolling for it. I can't find it, so maybe I'll cut it in later if I find it. And I think it's in Black Reconstructions. So W.E.B. Du Bois... Black Reconstruction, Marxist analysis, he had a lot to say about what sort of black capital could do. Right. And, again, I guess the way I looked at it was I, I understand that in the short term, you're, you're, everything you're saying is correct. Right. Um, but I think it just, del- it, it just delays, the, sort of kicks the can down the road. You mean by creating a task force? Well, by by focusing on simply um, what what I mean, most of you, you always hear. What you, you hear in the in the uh, the description of those task force members? You heard like economic development, mm-hmm. you know, opportunity, elite, um, all of this stuff. Again, that's just ways to integrate uh, into a system that you know is the like. That's not going to... We were going to talk about sort of like police stuff, right? Right. Later on. We'll still get to it. That doesn't solve that. That doesn't even begin to to touch that because the actual problem isn't that, really. Correct. It's it's necessary, but like I think think there's a lot of talking. I think this is why somebody like Sinead Darby isn't on the task force. Do you see what I mean? Well, it it all goes to the ultimate point, right? This is why task forces aren't effective anyway right right so correct. when you say kick the can down the road i'm thinking like yeah, yeah, yeah. the city said you know what we really have the money to do this and we should do this but instead of doing it we're going to create a task force and tell people we're thinking about doing it. yeah that's what it says to me you see what i'm saying yes because in this climate right now with the city's budget it, it, it's funny because i hear council people like <laughs> I'm going to say certain council members, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Say that Some the fiscal future of the city is unstable. 
And then I question that in reality because when you've just got millions of dollars and ARPA funds that you're just spending out, and if you go back and look at the budgets, majority of the ARPA funds went to balancing the budgets, so whatever revenue was created through COVID was really extras for Wilmington that's going to development and bringing big business here. You see what I'm saying? If that was really thought about giving to black and brown people to start businesses as opposed to bringing in other big business, that is where to go. If they, it is about economic development. It is about opportunities. And then it gets deeper than that because you have the money to ensure children from Wilmington are getting properly educated, but you don't. That's why the Department of Education lost the lawsuit in the Supreme Court and is still hesitant about investing funds specifically for black children from Wilmington. Because they say, oh, what about the other children? The other who children? What about the children you neglect? That's the problem with race in Delaware. We don't want to be specific and say that you don't provide the same opportunities for black people that you do everybody else. And, And again, we don't say that because rather than sort of, there's no resistance to the the hegemony. There's no resistance to just the way we're going to incorporate this part into what we're already doing. Really what there needs to be is a reckoning like you're talking about, but it's not going to be that. It will never be that because the st- all, the best we can do is, you know, figure out, you know, how to and and these have to be specific things because you know uh, BPG and the other big real estate firm, it wasn't Capano, I can't think of it right now, they're trying to run the hookah lounge owner out of the riverfront. They did. You know, they ran him out from downtown on rent stuff because they were redoing the building. BPG they, did, I think. I don't think they're downtown anymore. What's that? I mean, they're, not, they're not on the riverfront anymore. The they're, not, they're not what? On the riverfront anymore. Oh, so just what just happened because they weren't going to get their liquor license. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, they didn't get it. Right. And so, like, it's not about promoting black businesses and black capital. If it was, they wouldn't have fucking run that guy out. It's about incorporating everything into the Riverfront Development Corporation slash BPG slash Bardea Stake Enterprises, LLC, tax-free. But that's opportunity. So that's, that's the true opportunity, though, Rob. So I agree with you. It's like it ain't just give me a chance and then ice me out, but you don't do that to white business owners. Right. It's only black business owners. Shout out to my man Gundy. Gundy started the Laugh House over on Union Street. Not yeah, right over here. It just the closed as well. The Laugh House was one of the biggest attractions we had for live performances in the city of Wilmington. Yeah. They was doing more shows than the Queen. Then the Grand Opera House, all of that. Celebrities, stars. Yeah. Without hookah. You know what? Without hookah. We, right? we, we do all the food, drinks, and live they're entertainment. Anti, they're anti-hookah, too. That's, that's Not anti, but I'm just saying. It's just, it's just funny you trendy, that. Because yeah. I think hookah's trendy. Okay. So I think with their just celebrity and live entertainment right. and traditional food and drinks, one of the best stops, best spots in Newcastle County. That was political. Gundy ain't just lose that because he wasn't paying rent. Contrary to what the hell I said. Right. That was the same typical situation. Being sort of ran out. out. Ran out. They, so that's the whole thing with opportunity. Because we're all bright enough, and that's what Dubart is about. True ownership. Economic ownership. The, the power to say, as black people, we can dictate 
how we do business and move our money in the city. We don't have that opportunity. It's like take this, take that. Yeah. Or and again, I struggle. think the way I think the way and I don't think getting that true opportunity like you're saying comes from participating cuz like and they'll just fuck horse. you. Yeah. Or or participating in what like uh, you, you know, the new trend in Wilmington, participating in like, uh, you know, whatever it is, like opening the new Deco or, or, or Chancery Food Court. It doesn't. But I believe if you get somebody like J Street, Miss B.B. Coker, Sinead Darby, Richard Raw, and a few others down at the table, we could come up with a great plan. I'm confident. I'm confident we have enough intelligent, active, and knowledgeable black people to create a better situation for black people, but it's just not the opportunity to do so in Delaware. Yeah. Well, let's 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 move on to the next one um, because it's like a bunch of different a bunch of different issues together. New police chief here in Wilmington. Okay. Uh, Dewey cops got off with another another murder. R.I.P. Rodney Robinson. Yeah, that's a real funny story, right? Um, on late on top of that, we have Leobor reform, repeal Leobor, uh, and and uh, Misty Siemens is writing a series for the call on that. It's the first two the first two pieces have been out. The third one's uh, in the on the on deck circle. Uh, and we have sort of like this uh, mini uprising, you know. Uh, in Memphis, we have one in Atlanta. So, all of this cop stuff is is, is starting to bubble up. Uh, what's your take on Wilmington and then like national stories? Well, I guess I guess it would be Wilmington State Leobor stuff and then more national activism. What is my take? Basic, basically on the police brutality trend, right? Because it's trendy to talk about police brutality right now. So my take on that is, for one, um, if you don't know, you need to know. Delaware is one of only a handful of states that make police misconduct records private to the public forever. It's not accessible. There are many states around us that change this law, uh, like Maryland, New York, right, and others. So, of course, in Delaware, we should amend Leobor to make police misconduct records available to the public and to allow for community review boards where people can uh, communicate problems or complaints they're having with law enforcement to a third party that has the authority to look into that as well as oversee and recommend police policies and procedures. So that is something that Delaware is just slow in dragging their feet on doing, right? And this is relevant because when you have police that could shoot down people, when I say shoot down people, I mean, like, shoot down Jeremy McDole in a wheelchair. I mean, like, shoot down Lamar Moses being asleep in his car and you're outside of your jurisdiction just stopping somebody, right? When I say shoot down people, I'm talking about shoot down Rodney Robinson 
because whatever's going on, he's scared and he's running from you, but he's unarmed. And you shoot him down and you could be justified? Like, we need to have access to these records. This is traumatizing to those families. So then my perspective on a national level is, I have nothing to say at a national level. It is so many people I know traumatized here in Delaware, in Wilmington, Delaware, in Kent County, Delaware, in Sussex County, Delaware, by police violence and police murder. That all I could say is God bless Tyree Nichols' soul and God bless his family. But for everybody in Delaware, let's talk about how the cops for Rodney Rodney see them, them Dewey police officers are justified in killing them. Let's talk about how Newcastle County Police Department is justified in killing Lamar Moses. Their family has not even received anything for him being dead. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it how Keandra McDowell said from day one, they planted a gun on my dear brother, and we've had two attorney generals that say, oh, she's wrong now, maybe she's right now, but nothing can happen. So what I got to say about national is change the laws in Delaware. Man. I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to say on the national. God bless them and what they going through, but I know too many people going through it right here, right now, to even look at nothing national. What's up right here? And that's why Delaware Online got a story. That's why people didn't want to hear the pastors and see the show when people want to come together and say, kumbaya, Tyree Nichols. Because it's too many people hurting right here, right now, and the problem's not being addressed. And you're only going to get this out of me in the bunker. Shout out to Rob, Carl, and my whole bunker family. I mean, that's right. <laughs> There's nothing really to add to it. I can just elaborate because I I agree with you. I think we have to have the reforms to Leobor that um, Misty Siemens is calling for. That the, that the activists are calling for. We have to have Agreed. we have to have probation reform and reform because that's the other thing. We're just going to talk to Dubard about it about Operation Safe Streets. We talked to Sheree Congo about what happened um, in her family. But I could touch it because I'm going to tell you, Dubar only wants to talk about economic development. He kind of handed the torch of smart justice to me. He was the original smart justice campaign manager. But because of his great efforts with getting people involved in voting and in 2018 having success with getting almost eight criminal justice reform bills passed, <laughs> in my perspective, Law enforcement put a lot of pressure on him to say, okay, let me focus on helping the people in another way. But he's not here when we, he might want to get into that. But I'm talking about safe streets right now. You can go to aclu-de.org and sign our petition to end Operation Safe Streets in Wilmington and Newcastle County. Depending on where you live, it'll go to the Wilmington City Council or the Newcastle County City Council. So we want to end Operation Safe Streets, not now, but right now, because Operation Safe Streets is similar to a Scorpion. I will put that to the, to the that. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody. That same type of task force, I guess, from what I'm reading that Memphis has, we have right here in Delaware. So we need to right. end that, not now, but right now. That was the first thing I, I thought of uh, when I heard that, like, this – you know, jump out, rough everybody up, sort of task force. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are actually, you know, the violent ones that actually go out and, and are on the front foot. Um, 
when I heard it was called Scorpion, the first thing I thought of was Operation Safe Streets. You know, it's just this idea that we're going to menace everybody all the time and just run it like, I don't know. And that's supposed to. But here we go. Here we go, Rob. Race in Delaware, right? Operation Safe Streets operates in Wilmington. Operates in Newcastle County, Bear, Newark. Operates in Dover under with the state police and the governor's task force, right? And now we're hearing that they're operating in places like Lincoln and Seaford with those police departments. You, you, you see what I'm that, saying? Yeah, let me. But let me, they're only going into black neighborhoods, targeting people on probation and skipping the loophole of being able to search people without a warrant. They're not going in Hokesson. They're not going on the beach side of Sussex County with those task force. They coming in the black neighborhoods, and that is the issue. Let me ask you a question, because I think that's a big part of it, too. And we'll, and, and I think we both agree. All of those big changes, the Leobor reform, mm-hmm. the probation reform, and the elimination of Operation Safe Streets and the governor's task force, yep. huge. They would, they, the, we need those, like, like you said. Yeah. Not now. Right, right now. Um, but further down the line, mm-hmm. the, one of the things that the other thing we're going to need is this. This has to be legal, not now, but right now. And the reason it isn't is because one guy decided to make a personal decision that he really can't articulate what it is. And basically now cops can still do the I smell marijuana. They're going to do that. That's going to be the predicate for a lot of this violence. A lot of the big searches. um, Like a lot of the like violence on the sidewalk type of thing. I think that's where it comes from. I mean, it it happened in Lamont Moses. Right. That's how they got them. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, it smells like pot in here while they're fucking poking them and shit. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck out of here. And the reason... They were able to do that to Lamont Moses is because the governor wants to keep marijuana illegal technically, so there's a predicate for this violence to happen. Yeah. And you may or may not want to comment on that, but I think it's, it should be said. And again, this is another reform that's going to be probably on the table again this session. We know what happened last session. We're not going to fucking rehash it. But that would be another one to add to this. Not because we enjoy, you know, burning some dank weed down, which we definitely do enjoy that. Um, But the problem is, it is the way a lot of these very violent and deadly interactions with the cops happen. Yeah. Uh, No, I could totally agree with you on that, because according to Delaware Noom, who does their research and homework on this issue, they have quoted the governor as not supporting this because law enforcement expressed the need to have this in their statutes to, quote, unquote, get the bad guys. Isn't it funny? Which I say is get the black people because we don't want to talk about race in Delaware. Yes. Isn't it funny that, like, Carney, like, I'm not going to put an adjective to it. But think about how you would describe a type of person who is the governor of the state and is not only beholden 
to the cops, the state police and the cop sort of cabal. But is beholden to them so hard that he has to veto a bill that two-thirds of the state think is fine. And people have to, like, a couple people have to, like, override, not override the veto. And he can't even come out and publicly say, the police say, you know, this should be. Like, he has to pretend, he has to, like, shrug and look like a dipshit. They're like, why'd you do this? Well, I just personally disagree. You're like, well, what the fuck does that mean? You're the fucking governor. Who gives a shit what you personally disagree with? You're running the state and, like, 70% of the people say it's fine. But he has to sit up there and shrug like a moron. He's not even allowed. He's, like, sworn to secrecy. It's omerta. He can't say it. And when you can't say it, when you have to just sit up there and shrug, that's a real big tell about what's happening and how, like, how really underhanded. It's actually, it's diabolical, in my opinion. I love the word diabolical because as you're sitting here and talking, to me, and let me put this disclaimer, everything that's said tonight in the bunker is the perspective of Hanif Salam, who is a real-life community activist and leader in Delaware and not any of the organizations or groups that I'm affiliated with. This is the I, reason why I think there's a Governor Corny does a something statement about that. unexplainable like that, and we can't describe the actions. Is because look at a group of people that would benefit the most from the law, black people. Whenever it's something serious <laughs> that is going to truly change the systems of oppression and empower black and brown people, you're going to have hurdles and diabolical plans to make it not happen. But we don't want to talk about race in Delaware. It doesn't happen to any other group of people in the fashion. When you can line it up every time, the only factor that you can look at is say, why would Corny do this? And then you sit there, and the second question you say, what group of people would benefit the most? Black people. Oh, okay. This is why he's doing it. We ain't changing nothing. They haven't changed anything in the past 50 years, really. The systems of oppression that was affecting black people in 1970 <laughs> in Wilmington, Delaware, or in Delaware as a whole, are still in place. You know, I'm fucking pissed that I forgot. Like, I have to say, when Dubard uh, had to had to sort of dip at the last minute, I was scrambling. I was writing down topics, and I was like, we got to talk about fun stuff. I was going to grab this book that we read because it's in my bag downstairs and I never grabbed it. Um, And it's just about um, slave relations and emancipation through colonial Delaware through the Civil War. Okay. It's called uh, uh, House Divided in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is part of a very long history of being very bad in secret, sort of, or, or not in secret, but using the using the mechanisms of the institutions of the state mm-hmm. to sort of like take one step back from it, sort of like what we do at prisons, mm-hmm. like we say, well, there people are in prison, so I guess some of them get tortured. 
Like my, my buddy Lex Wilson's working on that story. You mean you know what's going on there? Yeah, I do. So it's just like we, we, we built these institutions when we've done it all. We've done it all along. The Black Codes in Delaware were the worst. Um, uh, uh, Sil Wolford was in here and basically saying, yeah, like. Oh, shout the, out to Sil. I love you Syl. love Sil? He's coming in again. He has a piece. I'm going to talk Please to him in two weeks. I just, I, if I could sit next to Carl, I won't even have to talk. You want, you want to come in for it? I haven't seen Sil in like years. I we used to work together. So, so buddy, uh, we'll take a little aside and we'll come back. I'll tell you about Sil. I love the Sil. So, Sil, no, I, I will talk about Sil right now. He was introduced to us through a history project we're working mm-hmm. on. That's his specialty. His name came, yeah. His name came up uh, when I was talking to uh, Dale Norwood at the University of Delaware. His name came up in a conversation with, uh, with Ivan Henderson, who just this week was promoted to the executive director of the Delaware Historical Society. George Howell and I had a meeting with him last month, mm-hmm. and Sill's name came up. So finally, Sill comes in, and we talk about his work a couple weeks ago, and it was fun. Mm. It was he. It was okay. it was really fun. And so there's this cool thing that's happening where he has all these videos of presentations that he's given, so like libraries and stuff and schools. Uh, but they can't. They don't have the computing power at like a library to host them all. So he's going to get a zip drive, and we're going to work with him to sort of incorporate some of his presentations into our work oh. um, in different ways. I don't want to talk about it too much because we're not finished it yet. But sure. uh, but anyway, we're going to we're going to partner with with Sil with Sil Wolford because the guy's the shit. He really is. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to Sil Wolford. I love him. He taught me a lot about Delaware Black history. He knows t- fucking a lot. Yeah. Um, he wants to do a piece on uh paul robeson he's got it in his mind that he um well to be perfectly honest like he found out that i was a communist Mm -hmm. and like he didn't really come out and say that he dug it but he seemed like he dug it and then he just started sending me stuff about (laughs) paul robeson and i was like yeah bro i i get it like i i I know let's do it i'm I'm ready so he's going to come in and do a thing and if you want to come in we haven't scheduled a day and time yet but if you can come gotta be a surprise for him just, okay. Just let me know when it when it's set up. Okay. And, and yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely do that. Sure. I'm glad. I'm glad we need that. to talk about race in Delaware more. It's healthy. Oh, so at, but anyway, just just back to the uh, the Essa book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just this long history, and it's and what it is is the mechanisms of the state, always sort of saying like, well, you know, there's this rule we wrote. That uh, you gotta, if you work out of state, you gotta come back. You're like, well, wh- wh- why? Nah, you know, that's just what it is. Like, or like, you know, this is like this crazy rules. And you're like, I- I'm, it's it's no better, I think. And the reason Sill's name came up is because he said he was like, it was really no better than just than just being a slave. Like, it was horrible. And and this stuff that's happening today, like the prisons, like. The marijuana thing, if you can get past, like, hey, you're stoner or whatever, uh, like, like Leo Boer, um, all of that stuff. It's, 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 it's like, it's our black codes of the, the 19th century, the early 19th century. And, and it's like, it, it, uh, like, I know in my heart that, like, a hundred years from now, people are going to look at that like we look at those people now. And I'm just like, we can just can we just change it now? While like, can we just change it before it gets to any? You know, let's do something because we're still fucking doing the same shit. And people think like, well, it's it, 
uh, just, uh, I don't know. I want to say it breaks my heart, but that's kind of corny. Uh, but it kind of nah, does. That is the feeling, but I feel like it's people like myself, Dubart, Daryl Chambers, Sinead Darby, you know, Richard Raw, many, many more. Even even my cousin, Osha Hudson, who is a city of Wilmington police officer doing it the right way. Like, it's many, many people that is striving to break the cycle. And one thing from a black perspective is we always have to stay optimistic, like, you know, because even though we may not live to see the changes, if we model and role model and advocate for the changes and we be the change that we want to see, then future generations will see that change. I love your optimism. It is very nice. I, this is I why I do what I do how I it's do it, right? Pull me out of it. You know? So let's let's talk about something fun to cl- close this out. I don't have anything. I'm not optimistic. Carl, what, what is something? Can you tell us a story or, or, or about something fun that's happened? I mean, you've been you were elite captured and literally you were you were rescued by an elite team of operators. Uh and you don't want to talk about that? You don't want to talk about that at all? So I, I got something fun. What? Well, do, do you have it? Or do you have it? Cool. You do. Actually, I don't. So wanna... My mic was down. It's it's back up now. Oh, okay. So, so what? Uh, what Carl said we should talk about, and I, and it's just it's a bombshell, really. Yeah. And uh, and look, Ron DeSanctimonious, he he likes the young girls. You know what I mean? Have you seen the photos? Is that what he's doing? Is he doing one of those moves? Yeah, where so like this is the thing that's actually been floating around like resistance Twitter for a while, which is I find interesting. Which it's a is, photo like, with him with students. Yeah, right? because so right after Ron DeSantis graduated college, I don't know if he did like a Teach for America thing or he was a teacher for a period of time. Okay. And there's a bunch of like stories and then now there's photos of him hanging out, like going to high school parties as like a mid-20s teacher and like drinking with all the kids there. Um, so like it's you know it's shady shady oh stuff goodness. and then um, plus plus excuse me I don't know if you know this but he did uh, he oversaw torture at Guantanamo Bay yeah but uh, he was a, he was a, he was a government attorney that like probably based on like now I don't know if he if he witnessed it if he was an eyewitness to torture but he could have been people say that he's, he probably was because he worked at that time as an attorney to like be like yeah I mean. Uh, he broke his arm. I don't know how it happened. One of those kind of attorneys mm-hmm. for like the CIA or whatever. Wow. And uh, yeah, so he's a bad guy. How is behavior like this even tolerated in a country, buddy? Like you know why? <laughs> it's tolerated. Yeah. It's it's uh, awarded. He's the oh, governor of Florida. Yeah. Oh my. He's burning books as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then there was a few other things. So um, he was complaining that Ron didn't. Ron DeSantis didn't vote for the border wall. Um, folks, just because he has the uh, the Gulf of Mexico in the ocean, vote for the border wall. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's he's just putting out a whole bunch of stuff about Ron DeSantis. But like the implicitly accusing him of being a pedophile was definitely the best. Um, so, how did he word it? That's the most important. Okay, so the, how he his... worded it is by far the funniest part about this. Did he so... post the picture and caption the picture, or did he just? Is it a standalone truth? It was on Truth, I guess. Right. Uh, so yeah, this is all Truth Social. Truth he's not, Social. He started tweeting again. He will not tweet. He, will, um, he refuses to tweet. But so he like has a screenshot of someone saying that you know Ron DeSantis was having a drink party with a student. So you know, like laying out, and then he just like quote tweets that, but just with no way, with a 
question mark at the end of that. It's like, what? Uh, and then there's another one that I'm trying to find the text for where he's like, somebody, there's the picture of him. So he's just asking questions. Yeah, so there's a picture okay. of him with the with all the teenagers. Um, and he quotes tweet that and it's like, no way, couldn't be Ron. Ron wouldn't do this. Or something along uh, those he's lines. He's doing it like that. He's yeah. so bitchy, man. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, he does like, like that. So I think we, you know, we're officially kicking it off a little bit more with the 2024 Republican primary. This is, this is more vintage Donald Trump, which um, uh, he's we back, haven't seen baby. For a few he's years. back. Wow, they let him back in on the Trumpster. He's he's back. I mean, look, I mean, look, he's a he's a great poster. He has it. He has a stick. People love the act that he's doing. And so he just does the act as a real, as a, like a real person. Okay. Black perspective on Trump. You're going to speak for all they black people want... on Trump. No, no, no. I'm going to speak for. <laughs> you said Trumpsters. Uh, okay. Right. 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 MAGA supporters. Okay. okay. A black perspective on MAGA supporters. Right. They want Trump to lead because they want to see a civil divide. They want to see a racial divide or a racial war. They do not want to take back seat in a new system that has black and brown people leading the way. So they will allow Trump to lead them into civil war. So are you talking that about, a, but are what kind of perspective? That okay. Okay. Is that like, um, but I mean, is that like a, because you got, you, is that like a hotep? Like a Nation of Islam perspective, or is that like a mainstream perspective? I think that what I mean? is with the average, the average black person thinks about Trump's whole leadership. Yeah, when you look at the Capitol uprising, yeah, yeah, that, that right of, there was yeah. a play on. We don't care about democracy. We don't care. We going to do what we want. And then the type of people that are supporting, <laughs> I mean. If we just look at the hateful traditions of not just Delaware, but many states in our country, these type of people like to attack black people and destroy yeah. what black people have going on and then move forward. I mean, if we want to talk about Wilmington and black history, it's not this Wilmington, but Wilmington, North Carolina. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before, the, the coup that happened there. Yeah. I always I always forget, because uh, I always say whether it's in Carolina or Virginia, yeah. I always forget where it is. It's it's It's... I mean, Carl can tell you too. One of the things we talk about a lot is like that that the history of it, and so over time, there's always a reaction to to all of that. And so, yeah, I mean, you people really need to put that in in perspective, and I don't think they do. Like it, this, this is uh, yeah. I mean, people that that I tell the story, and maybe we could talk about that. I don't know why, but I found out I was out one day walking around, and I had went over and met Carl for something on his porch. Knock on his door. Carl comes down from his apartment, opens the door. First thing he says, he's like, they've breached the Capitol. <laughs> just like, I mean, you, you know how Carl talks, right? So he just looks at me and he goes, they've reached the Capitol. And you know what my first reaction was? I laughed out loud. Because I knew, like, it, I, I knew from a white perspective, it was kind of stupid. I'm like, they're not going to do anything. And, like, the one person who tried to, like, climb through the window and get to where people were, they just shot. Um, but then, later on, when more information came out about it, uh, some of it is, I, you know, I verified with my eyes, somebody carrying a, 
you know, the Confederate battle flag in the Capitol. That's a little, that's, I mean, you can't get more obvious than that. From Delaware. <laughs> from Delaware, as a matter of fact. They're from Lewis, I think. Yeah. And the guy who tried to assassinate the governor of Michigan is also from Delaware. Yeah. Delaware. Yeah, we, we, we got him right here. Race in Delaware. We're the <laughs> new people, political capital people, of the country. People have said, more and more people, you know what more and more people are saying? The people don't want to talk about race in Delaware. Hmm. More people are saying it. It's the truth. All right, Carl, hit us with another one. That was a good one. <laughs> that went that went somewhere. Hit us with one more. One more funny. What's what else is going on? Something else funny must be going on. I, know, I enjoyed the balloon, but that's over. Yeah, they shot it down. Yeah, that. Did I, they? Yeah, over. Yeah. Um, there was like no real rumor. life update. There's no more balloons. No smiling. more balloons. Oh yeah, the other day they had a. They the shot first, down with a fighter jet. It was the first. It was the up. first action the F-22 has ever seen. <laughs> it shot. It literally. And his real life was a Chinese balloon, or no? Man. Well, yeah. It, was Rob, it probably wasn't a spy balloon, but it was a balloon that appeared to be from China. I mean, they have spy. They have things you can't like. You can't control where a balloon goes unless it's like. But a then proper, look, I seen stuff that said now it's one over just, India and like three other places. I think there's just, a lot of balloons around. I think they're just they're gonna shoot them down too. Maybe. I think they're just fucking with us. Yeah, no, Actually. I think it's just. No, I think they, they might send a fighter just to shoot down the other hot air balloons. That'd be fun. I, you know, give them something to do. It's not like we're doing much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I find it interesting just because it's the same. It's very funny to watch weird, different things get fitted into like the culture war narrative, where it's like something happens, and then either the the party in power will either do something or not do something. So in this case, Biden does not immediately shoot down the balloon, and so then the story becomes the right wingers being like, "Shoot down the balloon! We have to shoot down you lib fucking cowards! We gotta shoot this thing down!" And then it's like becomes the, like the weird Democrat response to that, which is like, "No, it's not the right thing to do. We can't touch the balloon. It's not." You know, it's not the wise thing to do. And so then it turns into this whole thing. And then they We're shoot people. down the balloon, immediately slips. And now the Democrats are like, yeah, we got it. We got the balloon. <laughs> and Republicans are just completely quiet. Like, it's. And you're just. The reason I really like the balloon is because it's the perfect. It's like the perfect endpoint of that, like, reaction that we have to everything now, which is like, but it's over the stupidest possible thing. It's just a balloon. Oh, my God. I think they're just fucking with us. It really I, I, seems like I, it. I didn't realize what was going on. Like, I, I remember okay. Carl made a post about shooting down the Chinese balloon if it came over his apartment in Wilmington. <laughs> and I liked it because I thought it was funny. I had no idea that there was really a Chinese There's balloon. There's actually a Chinese balloon, yeah. The I next day, the next day, the, <laughs> the next day, I had, I had a, a, like, something came into my news feed. Uh, because you know it has the algorithm, and it was it was from Montana because my neighbor here lives half the time in Montana, so because I've like looked at maps and stuff, it knows everything. And there was like this balloon people were taking pictures of. Well, I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I, but I, again, I still didn't know. And then I find out they shoot it down. They're like, oh, now it was a spy balloon. But were they like? It took like four days to get where it was going, right? Because the the thing that the Biden administration said was, oh, I you know. We so they they had two lines. One was that we can't shoot it down until it's over water, or else it might hurt people because it had like well, that's probably true. Dang, which maybe, but it was over Montana. Like, there's not that much going on in Montana. Just give it a shot. Um, uh, and then the other thing was that like, oh, actually, we were able to block its spy equipment. So like, we were able to like interfere. <laughs> they scrambled. With the it's, they scrambled. 
and it actually scrambled the radar. we were able to get information from the balloon no, hold on. instead well, of getting Joe information Brand- about Joe Brandon scrambled the hey, radar. Carl, Joe Brandon. Were these tweets or were these official? These are official statements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, yeah, the first thing was, uh, you know, Biden was getting off an airplane. They were like, what? Oh, what about the balloon? He's like, I've authorized the balloon to sh- be shot down as soon as it's over water. I did it on Wednesday. This is like th- Saturday. Because I did yeah. see they're going to go down and like pick up the pieces. And be like, yeah. They're still looking for it, I think. Because I will days. say the, the rather I didn't notice. I don't know if you noticed this. or I don't even know if they talked about this. But the F-22 did so great against the canvas balloon or whatever the fuck it was but they did shoot it like where so the big white balloon is here and then dangling from it's all this like equipment like you can't really tell what it is so it shot it right where like the strings would be so it it didn't just puncture the balloon and then it flipped around but it also didn't blow up the equipment so it went right through the thing so it would drop straight down and they knew where it was going to fall yeah Uh, and then the other thing just probably it'll just get you know, with the plastic in the Pacific somehow. Well, that's why it's, this is there. the greatest country in the world. I mean, I was so We know proud. how to shoot down balloons. I was so proud. I saw it hit the... I was like... It's wow, was like so... using a big white balloon to take the headline away from black history. <laughs> it's so funny because that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, it's a big, stupid distraction for a bunch of stupid morons. <laughs> they love burger and they love the balloon. Yeah. Well, they hate the balloon. Well, so... <laughs> Now, yeah, they, they loved it down. before. Yeah, well, some of them loved it. Some of them, most most people hated it. Most people hated it. Yeah. Now, they Libs loved it. Was loved a spy, but they, they thought, thought it was the a balloon spy. was a spy. Yes. Now, are we going to ever find out? Or no. are they going to? No, we are they going to cover it up? It's covered I up. I want to know. Do you know there's going to be a hole? Was the balloon a spy? So yeah. here's how we're going to finish it. We're going to go around the room <laughs> and figure out how this, gonna, how this is going to end. So are we going to have a little bit of 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 a little or even come up with some kind of story. You know it's going to be integrated into some conspiracy theory. It's either going to go into the Q thing. Like, we got to figure out what it was. My thing is that they're going to figure out that it was some sort of 5G. Uh, you know, it was it was activating the, vir- the chip that they put in you for the COVID vaccine. It was activating that. I think that's going to be the, the, the new conspiracy theory. The thing is... I- Go ahead, go I was going to say, you already, Fox already beat you to it because they were no. thinking that oh. it was like spreading the new super COVID from China. Oh, God. Uh, that was, was in like, the, the COVID was, was in the balloon. spores. Was the, the COVID was yeah. in the balloon. Yeah. And I would say my my preference, I think go old school, UFO. I think it's the new school. Go there. Yeah. I'm going to say extraterrestrial. Yes. I'm going to say like somebody that. from galaxies away yeah. sent the balloon. Or they were in the balloon. Made it yeah. Here. The life was in the balloon, in yeah. the thing. Found proof. And there's going to be little. There's going to be. There's going to be paint like fake photos, Photoshop, like Carl would do it, of these little creatures that were in that little capsule, and they were way smarter than us. But they were only as big as like this beer cap, yeah, yeah. this beer uh, bottle and cap. Men in black were on that fighter jet that shot it down. Yeah. And that's why we're all going to forget about it in two weeks. Yeah, you're right. Folks, uh, thank you for tuning in once again. I love uh, being in the bunker. The one thing we've learned. Uh, Dubard, you got to. I'm going to bring Dubard in here with me to the bunker. I know you will. No, I'm, I'm being. I'm like, uh, just break it. Like, he, I know he's definitely coming in, but it's definitely great to talk shit on him, too. Because he's going to come in here and do his, his opportunity zone bullshit. And I'm going to have to tell him, look, brother, this is the bunker. 
We don't want any of that foolishness. Folks, uh, thank you for tuning in. We have a lot of fun stuff uh, coming up. Most of it uh, you won't pay for, but if you do want to pay for it, you can go to patreon.com slash thehighlandsbunker. Throw us $5, 10 a month. You know, we, we're producing fun content. Last week, State Senator Lars Sturgeon was in here. Can you believe that? Now Hanif. Someday, Dubard. And we all remember our hymn, Left is Best. Left is Best.